Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Holland. See, Chris not beef. Yeah, it's, it's, me it's a weird gap. Chris <laughs> is in New Hampshire with his family this week, so he will not, unfortunately, he will not be joining us. Uh, even with Skype, I guess the uh, I don't know the storm and their liberty knocked <laughs> knocked out the internet. Uh, but we do have a very special guest today. We are joined by Stephen Ray Morris. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hi. Why is it Why is it Stephen Ray Morris? I never asked you that. That's it's just my actual related name. to Carly Ray Jepsen. So yes, <laughs> our cousins. Your middle name yeah, is Ray. Yeah, it's my middle name. Okay. Um, and just somebody told me that my, uh, Stephen Raymore sounds like a jazz musician, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm going by that all the time." It's great. Yeah, it's great. Well, let's uh, let's we, we're warming up. We're doing our scales. <laughs> I think it's time to start playing some <laughs> tunes of our own to the sound of Dark Age, episode eight of season two of Buffy. The Dark Age. Ooh. The Dark Age. The Dark Age. <laughs> the Dark Age. Uh, I'm still warming up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> let's head into the library. Cool. Episode 8, The Dark Age, Season 2, getting some Giles' backstory. But before we jump into Giles' backstory, let's get some backstory on our guest. Stephen Ray Morris is a writer. Your latest book is Molding a Jurassic Universe. It's true. It's about Jurassic Park. <laughs> you were so matter of fact about that. <laughs> that These mean, are the facts. Very straightforward. It's, <laughs> if you like Jurassic Park or you like movies, you'll like the book. So, um, you know, it's it's the equivalent of having beer with your... Uh, you know, beer or drinks with your friends, or like what we're doing right now, just talking about a show we really like. Yeah, That's... it's not, you're not Michael Crichton. This no. isn't like a furthering of the Jurassic universe. I'm not a denial of global warming. <laughs> uh, this is, this is <laughs> essays. <laughs> it's true, if you read the storm. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the wrong side of history. Like, um, and also his last name is hard to spell. Yes, Crichton. Yeah, as a kid, like all my bones breaking book reports growing up, it was just like cringe time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's essays on Jurassic Park mm-hmm. That's uh, true. and the, the the general Jurassic now what is a world soon to be a universe, universe where they send Chris Pratt in the space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jurassic Dinos is the only direction it goes. Exactly. <laughs> so. um, but cool. How's everyone doing? Before we jump into the super serious episode. <laughs> Uh, pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty okay. <laughs> kind of tired. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very, it's, it ends up being a much more, the end of the episode feels more melancholy than some of the more recent episodes. Yeah. yeah. This is, I feel like this is the start of when Buffy starts to get darker. Well, no, that's a lie. I think the season one finale is when Buffy starts to get darker. Sure. And then. Yeah, that ends on a very like melancholy note. Yeah. It's sort of like we defeated the bad guy, but like. Yeah, and it's then this is like yeah. the part of season two, like around this part is when it starts to get darker for season two. Like I think just like the dark part starts starting earlier and earlier until it's just like a dark show. Right, until the teaser <laughs> is just like until sadness. Just like there's no happiness. <laughs> right. And then just like all of it is sad. Um, now, well, as a, as a so Buffy newbie, I'm, I'm, you know... I'm as far as this episode, so this is interesting to hear. Right? Uh, yeah, you 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 haven't. It's not like you grew up with Buffy, right? You're no. Brent. You're. I I, I uh, it was funny. I was making an observation the other day. How I assumed just growing up, generally knowing about Buffy, but not watching it, that I thought Buffy was goth, but she's not at all. She's oh. defeating the goths. She's the one killing the vampires. Sure. Yeah. She's the like cheerleader. I mean, obviously it's Joss Whedon like playing with that kind of stuff, but like yeah. in my head, my perception of Buffy was that she is goth, but she's not at all. She's like that's 
That's... She's not like the outcast daydream. I mean, she has stuff inside of her that's dark, Right, but then but, she is, yeah. But, but her aesthetic is much more, uh, like, aesthetic. lighthearted. Lighthearted. Her look. <laughs> Buffy aesthetic. Yeah. Um, so that was just interesting watching this episode, because to me it feels like the most... But, I mean, we'll get into that's it. That's an interesting observation. Uh, now you, someone out there is getting nervous because they're realizing now that they didn't do their homework or maybe they screwed up and they watched the wrong episode. They got like, they copied someone else's notes and they watched Lie to Me again or something. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to quickly summarize this episode for you in our cram session in five super easy, straightforward sentences. Uh, Chris is not here. He usually does it. Um, he's right now, I I, I talked to him five minutes ago. He is studying narrative, (laughs) sentence structure. The history of grammar. He's gonna when he comes back, he's gonna have it down. Oh. He's gonna be able to do it flawlessly. I'm sad. I'm not. I'm sad. Chris isn't here to for, so that I could witness the five seconds <laughs> shuffle. That that, that by the glorious. way, um, just so you know, this is a little behind the scenes. That footage is usually about half an hour of Chris doing it. We cut oh, it down. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I get it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, Very commendable. So uh, let's, Stephen. Do you want to try? Oh yeah, sure. Do you want to um, step up to the plate and be oh, be our five Chris? Senses. Okay, um, sure. Okay. Uh, sentence one. Uh, one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> since I listen to the podcast, I hear it in my head. Um, so the episode begins. Oh, no, I'm doing the Chris thing. Shit. Um, <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, okay. So the episode... Oh, how does the episode begin again? Oh, my gosh. I, I just watched it like three hours ago. There's a workout montage, right? There's the, the guy. Outside. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. So the episode begins with a mysterious stranger who needs to see Giles, but he's clearly not, but it, you know, clearly the convention, he doesn't get there in time. Uh, so uh, you start to realize that uh, Giles' past is not what he seems. One. Wow. You got right to the heart of the theme of the episode in the first <laughs> sentence. Wow. Um, you just jumped right into that. <laughs> uh Giles gives Buffy a hard time about shirking responsibilities, but then, of course, Giles doesn't, you know, turn about his fair play, and Giles doesn't show up because he's dealing with uh, his past coming to haunt him. Two! Now we've got character dynamics? (laughs) This is great! Um, Buffy's worried, so she seeks out the rest of the Scoobies and Jenny Calendar. Uh, Side note, does Jenny Calendar count as a Scooby or no? She's still like a side character. I don't count her as a Scooby, to be no, honest. No, she's like Scooby adjacent. Okay. Yeah. So continuing that sentence. She's another Hanna-Barbera character. Okay. Uh, like the, the, the go-go speedy buggy. What was that called? Remember that little... <laughs> it makes me just think of like in Josie and the Pussycats, like the girl with the skunk hair. Yeah. Like her, yeah. Like oh, and that line in the movie where it's like, yeah. why are you even here? Because yeah. I was in the comics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Next podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, continuing that sentence. So Buffy seeks out the rest of the Scoobies to try and investigate what's wrong. Um, when she finds, uh, uh, Giles's old friend, um, she realizes there's more to this story. And when they get attacked by the, you know, by the mysterious forces, uh, Giles is then forced to acknowledge that, um, you know, his past is caught up with them. Three. We're at act three. This is great. Um, So then, uh, let's see. Um, Buffy decides to take action. So she goes out and tries to take care of the monster. And they realize that uh, they they realize that they they don't know yet. So uh, 
the other Scoobies, uh, uh, Willow and Cordelia and Xander, try and figure out the answer, um, while Buffy just tries to contain uh, uh, Jenny Callender, who has been, you know, who's carrying the monster. Um, but Buffy gets into trouble when uh, Giles's old friend Ethan Rain, yep, uh, uh, traps her. Four and woo, leaving us on a cliffhanger there too. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize we had Jane Espenson in the, the booth tonight. Uh, okay. And so as Buffy nears, uh, uh, as Buffy gets into trouble, as uh, she is being um, attacked by the monster, Willow and Xander and the rest of the gang show up in time with Angel, who, uh, since he's undead, uh, the demon will transfer to the undead person or the dead person or the unconscious person. And Angel's inner demon just kills this other demon. And then uh, everyone lives happily ever after, except for Jenny Callender, who's scarred by her <laughs> uh, experiences. But Buffy says it's going to be all right to Giles, and they're squared away till another day. Perfect. Five. <laughs> oh you did gosh, it. That was so hard. It is really <laughs> Chris, hard. I, I feel for you now. An audience at home, feel for Chris because that was incredibly difficult. <laughs> no, we make fun of Chris, but like it's really hard. Like I, I, because I remember when we would just switch off in the beginning and I'd be like, I can't do this. Like I'd start and I'd be like, no, I'm like I'm not doing this. Pass. <laughs> Give it to someone else. That, way, way to go! I'm yeah. just still. I'm just in. I'm shocked. I'm. I'm we'll, patting my we'll, head. I've got we'll the vapors. We'll fill in the details. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, and I know this is the, only the second time we've really gotten a tease of this because the first time was the first Ethan episode uh, with Halloween um, a few weeks ago. But the G Giles backstory stuff, mm -hmm. I just love. Well, it was cool because. It's, I'm going to I'm gonna pull a Holland here and compare it to X-Files. But yes. it's also because I'm also <laughs> watching both of these shows kind of in tandem together. Same. <laughs> and, I, I, and maybe it's because we're spoiled now of the way that mythology is laid out in TV shows where everybody can plan ahead. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like how stuff spills out. How like... You'll <laughs> it's get... the loudest wine pour in the world, by the yeah. way. <laughs> this, this is going to get serious. Uh, but no, I just like how like it'll be like the Halloween episode where the enemy of that episode doesn't need to be related to anything else like that. Just like sure. a one and done. But then they bring him back and I love later in the episode and Buffy's like, hey, weren't you the guy that like turned all of our like Halloween costumes and stuff? And he's like, oh yeah. And then she just like punches him. Mm -hmm. And I love that like there's that dynamic there without having to, you don't, you don't need to have seen that episode right. to enjoy that moment. Mm -hmm. And instead of like forcing people to watch every episode, like at least at this time, like the network constraints and stuff, like Joss was like, well, this is a cool opportunity to bring back maybe this one-off character right. and then build on it, but still have it be, like, understandable for people who are just, like, you know, weekend warriors or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and I'm really glad that they brought Ethan Rain back because they haven't really brought, I mean, other than Jenny, like, I feel like they haven't really brought any side characters back at this point. It's all building blocks of yeah. mythology, not necessarily, yeah, pulling that back in to form a coherent universe. Yeah. I mean, it is a coherent universe, but then also being like, this is where you'll bump into the same people, like, a few times and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, they kill off a lot of, like, they'll introduce a lot of, <laughs> the, yeah. that's what I've noticed. They, like, have no problem, like, like people are getting eaten by praying mantises <laughs> yeah. and mummy girls. Body and, like, count is high. Like, we <laughs> were keeping track of it season one, and we just stopped, because it was just 
too much. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have enough paper to keep all the tallies. <laughs> of all also, these... it's just, like, depressing because it's a bunch of, like, teenagers. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is pretty rough sometimes when I'm watching yeah. this. I'm like, wow, this was on TV, like, I feel yeah. like. Mm-hmm. But, I mean. I think more people die in Buffy, and I'm not kidding. I, I'd have to go through and look at the maths, but I'm pretty sure, or maybe just the math, but I'm pretty sure that more people die per season in Buffy than Game of Thrones. <laughs> That was, like I'm that was confident. A, that was a mind meld moment because I was thinking exactly <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. You were going to say Hung, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the HBO show. Yeah. Um, I never watched that. United I was States tempted. of Terror. <laughs> I heard United States of Terror is really good. It's great. I, I really want to see it. Steven Spielberg produced it. Really? Uh, yeah. An amazing, amazing actor. Amazing actor. Um, <laughs> Tony Collette. Tony Collette's incredible. Yeah. I was watching Hector and the Search for Happiness last <laughs> night. This is totally derailing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's a Showtime show, right? Yes. I really like, I'm a really big fan yes. of Showtime yes. shows. Is it Showtime? I think yes. it's Showtime. And, yeah. And like, I'm comfortable saying that I'm like a fan of Showtime shows because Showtime is almost, it's almost a genre because they do, the shows that they do are very similar. Dexter Showtime, right? Yeah. Stars. No, no, no. Dexter Showtime. How's their channel called Stars? That's <laughs> like a movie, but that's, that's like a yeah. movie channel though. <laughs> like Dexter, Weeds, Californication, um... What are other Showtime shows? Well, we just Six Nurse Feet Jackie. Under? Six Feet Under. Six. Feet no, no. Six Feet Under was HBO. I don't know. I never watched HBO. Six Feet Under. I, I think didn't. That was HBO. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't. I think it. Maybe I think stars. it was HBO. Maybe Cinemax. Stop. It wasn't <laughs> Stars. I think it was HBO. I never watched Six Feet Under actually. But like all like Showtime shows, like they definitely pick a certain kind of show mm-hmm. to keep doing. It, like it, but it's different enough that you watch them all. But the but structure psychology like, similar. Yeah. Same tone, but different genres yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like, I was thinking, it was like, pick a vice uh, that, and take your main character. And just like this kind of lovable anti-hero, but they can't stop doing blank. And that's your joke. But they're great. Was the, yeah, isn't the Laura Dern show? The Laura Dern show was on Showtime as well, too, where Which she was, was like that? a recovery. Enlightenment? Oh, yes. wait. Oh, no. I was thinking of the, the, the Big C with Laura Linney. Uh, was that also Showtime? Maybe. <laughs> well, anyway. Subscribe to Showtime. <laughs> Sponsored by. If you subscribe Penny to this Dread- network. I, the only thing is, Penny Dreadful is Showtime, and Penny Dreadful doesn't really fit that mold. I'm just saying. Yeah, Penny Dreadful plays it a different does, way, it but it's like a different... No, it feels, like it, it feels like a BBC. It feels like a BBC like, show. Double feature with like it Jonathan does. Strange miss, and Mr. Normal. I miss the original television networks. There were four of them. Back uh, and <laughs> In the, I'm talking original when like television was like funded by like a banana company. Uh, and then the Titanic sank, and we had to have that radio act. Remember, we had to re- regulate radio. You guys remember that, right? We were all alive during Downton Abbey, um, which is PBS now. Um, but uh, so let's rolling back in this episode. Um, <laughs> It's a huge Giles flashback episode, mm-hmm. but it's also a, a world-building episode, right? Like, it's not just this, like, this is something a character went through. This is, like, it's actually the world that Buffy's discovering more of. Like, even though Giles is more of the fulcrum of these events, a lot of it has to do with, like, Ethan, a lot of it has to do with, like, the abuse of magic, the idea of, like, people outside of the Slayer's and the fact that paranormal yeah. entities exist, you know? Like, what? demons aren't just something that you fight in the cemetery every night and then, like, you try to do your homework and wake up in the morning. Like, other people are involved. And it's a lot more complicated. Like, last season... I'm sorry, whoa. Last season was season one. Yeah. Last episode was Lie to Me. And the whole idea of that was, it, this is going to be hard to navigate. We don't know who the good guys are. We don't know who the bad guys are. And we have to kind of grow up and learn over time. And this episode, I feel, was like, the world is bigger than just Buffy. 
Well, that's what I liked. It's almost like a non a non-moment in the episode when she goes and fights the vampires who are stealing blood from hospitals. Yeah. And then yeah. I just love the comment where Angel's just like, yeah, everybody knows about the yeah. blood thing. And I was just like, that's so great because this could be like a whole movie mm-hmm. like about vampires who steal from hospitals. Like that could be a sequel to like What We Do in the Shadows or like, yeah. or oh I think God. the like, yeah. or so there was that like Sam Neill and like Ethan Hawke vampire. Oh, what was it? The Dark something, right? Yeah, like, and it was like where like... Bloodsuckers? What was that? It was almost like a uh, like an idea where the vampires and and you can tweet directly at me if, to correct me, but it's something about like directly a, at yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> DM him, but publicly. Uh, but like about the it's like a cigarette company or something where like these certain vampires had control of like the good blood, yeah, and then, like other people were forced to like. Deal with the Taylor Swift bad blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the like, like air horn sounds? When I'm in? a, when I here's the thing. When I'm a dad, I'm gonna make dad jokes, but it's gonna be a point of pride to research cool things more than my kids. So when they're saying stuff, I'm just gonna be like, I'll make the pun, but then I'll also back it up with like a ton of info. <laughs> like, well, can't fight against my dad. He's got all this evidence. You I'm know. cooler than you, Kyle. Uh, that's gonna be the name of all my kids. Child, Kyle. No, all of them will be Kyle. <laughs> Kyle 1, Kyle 2. Not even number them. <laughs> Nemo Jr. When I yell Kyle, the person that shows up gets fed. Um, yeah, what's, something about them stealing blood from the hospital. Yeah. That's I, where Angel gets his blood. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I was like, at this oh. point, we've seen that Angel has we've seen like, the fridge. blood. Oh, you're yeah. right. In he that, has um, the blood bags in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. So like that was the first thing. Because you know, it's almost like when you see that scene, you're like, oh, I wonder if Angel's going to show up. Because like if you really were paying attention, you're like, oh, yeah, Angel yeah. definitely gets his blood from this. And like, but it's who are be- the other people then? Who are the other vampires? Got a nursing degree yeah. so that they could. <laughs> we really thought this out. Well, this is really random, but uh, some headline was saying like, drug dealer moonlights as an uber driver and i'm like can't a drug dealer just have another job why does it <laughs> it's like yeah. so it's like there could just be a vampire who like becomes a nurse and that's yeah. like he finds that rewarding but then he also is like shoot i get free Isn't blood the nurse and being human a vampire i ever watched being human okay sorry that's fine you know what's cool <laughs> about that title reverse it human being oh <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah they just that mythology like you're mm. saying that world yeah. building is just really cool because it's taken so offhand but it's like it could be its own yeah. whole thing. Mm. Let's. I want to talk. I want to ask you, Stephen. Sure. Because Holland and I, world souls. We've seen Buffy quite a few times, Grew so we it. know a lot about Giles. How did this episode change your perception of Giles? Uh, it makes me understand Holland's fascina- fascination with older men because Giles <laughs> is just like when he's just like sitting there, like covered in water, like sweaty, just like mm. like you're just like because. I mean, I admit I, like, have an older lady thing, so for me, Jenny Callender is, like, you know, like, I was, like, on the edge of my seat but for her this whole episode. But she's the same age, like, her and Charisma Carpenter are the same age. Like, she plays That's older, crazy. but she's only, like, 27. I mean, just the way just she, saying. but just the way she carries herself as yeah. a character, as, you know, just, Acting. Pure, yeah, purely as a character, uh, uh, you know, she just has a maturity. But, but Giles, like, when you see the picture of him, like, punk rock style, mm-hmm. you're just like, like, oh, you know, like, yeah. whoa, you know, like... Like, and that's what, like, that's what's so funny rewatching, because I watched the episode a couple of times, and then it's funny seeing his transformation when he's just like, oh, um, like Hugh Grant style, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he's just like, I told you to, like, not, you know, yeah. come back, and you're just like... What are you doing, Ethan? Like, yeah. it's almost like some of that's kind of like a put-on or something. Yeah. Um, Giles is sort of the original banner 
for Joss, I would say. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a, a lot of it's contained and inside, and but yeah. like it's kind of like this Clark Kent act a little bit. Yeah, like I'm always irritable, you know. It's yeah. Like, oh, whoa. I think like the best thing about this episode for me too was it was that great kind of like metaphor of like when you hit that age where you find out that like your parents are people and not just your parents. Yeah. When she you... says that right at one point yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and at it's like end. when you start like finding out when you get old enough to find out stuff about your parents. Like I remember. My dad used to make these jokes about my mom because in high school, my dad thought that I did drugs, but not like hardcore drugs or anything. He just, he thought that I smoked weed. Something soft like Molly or... <laughs> no, no, no. But he, he thought that I smoked weed and I was like, I don't. Like, I understand why you would think so. Like a lot of my friends do, but like, I, I don't. Sure. I haven't done mm. anything. You and... just happen to like Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> but then he would make jokes about like my mom and he was like, oh, well, you know your mom, like... I don't know if there was anything she didn't do. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> she just like, open that door. You're just like, wait. No, because my dad was like, I don't do drugs. I just drink. And <laughs> and he was like, I'm not hiding that. I drink a lot. And I'm like, okay, dad, I get it. Yeah, I <laughs> And he's like, but your mom on the other hand. And I was like, mom, like, what did you do? Like, what drugs did you do? Like, and she was just like, this conversation is over. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what? Like, you, I'll just ring that up. Have you had a follow-up conversation since? Yeah, you should no. follow up. Well, I, I don't really ask my mom, like, serious questions. Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, go into stuff like that. I don't you don't know. want to rat out your mom on a podcast is what you're I saying. don't want to rat out my mom on a podcast, but also, like, I don't like bringing up things with her. Like, yeah. I've had conversations with her where I'm like, oh, like, tell me when, like, things happen. I don't, like, hide stuff from me, but also I don't, like, dig deep into stuff. Because yeah, I'm just, like, she has her life, and, like, there's stuff that I don't tell her, yeah. so, mm-hmm. like, I figure it's just that. It's a mature way of looking yeah. at it. Some people have I'm a dark mature. age. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> but that's But that's why this episode, to me, is, like, it ends so melancholy, because it's, like, there's no, it's not like you're, like, well, and then things are back to normal. It's, like, no, there's a fundamental disappointment at the end of the episode yeah. that's, like, it's okay, you know, you know, like again, like I think Buffy says, like you know, or like Giles will s- says something about like you know, like a, you know, adults are imperfect or like something, and it's like okay, well, things are not going to go back to the way they were. They fundamentally right changed. Do you? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question. Did you have? Did you guys have like a dark age? I know that we're still we're not like <laughs> librarians, age. but like dark is, age. <laughs> is there like a time? That if it was like, where you were just like definitely totally like Giles was very. This isn't the thing where like Giles was a troubled kid. Yeah. And then tried to get straight. It was that he was Valentine. going. He was in Watcher school, right? Or he was being trained to be a Watcher, and the responsibility just weighed so heavily on him that he just snapped. He went to I, for, I forget what he said. He went to London. He went to oh, was it fell, just fell London? In with in general? A, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, sure. for uh, just having lived in London for a little while, I feel like that's a shorthand for anybody who lives in like real England, like right, like and you you probably have heard this too from like your parents or but like like real. Like, London is just not the same as the rest of England mm-hmm. or Great Britain or, you know, whatever you want to, like, like, London is, like, where, like, crazy shit happens and it's, like, right. it's it's separate. So it's, like, it's become a shorthand, I feel like. Like, somebody from Manchester, it's, like, they move to London, it's, like, oh, man, like. That's crazy. They change, you know, or whatever. People who move from Milton Keynes, it's, like, why are you moving away from <laughs> England's biggest mall? <laughs> Fun fact about Milton Keynes. <laughs> like why would you leave Brighton it's by the ocean like, what? <laughs> um, um, but so he, he he flipped out he went to the, the the worst crowd that would have him right 
and then slowly like worked his way out, which we can kind of realize is that it was probably from this event. It was probably yeah. from something this crazy. Traumatic. Uh, yeah, story. right, exactly. Like something that was just so bad that he had to... He went back and he finished Watcher School. Um, well, yeah, isn't it that he... They, like... Because it's crazy to me. Like, again, I, watching it, like, just twice in a row kind uh-huh. of, like, really helped like, me see more connections than just kind of watching it and then, like, you know, maybe, like, watching it years later or something. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, which also is a cool perspective because then you're like, oh, I totally didn't pick up on that because I was a kid or right. something. Right. Like, the idea that they're literally just, like, doing drugs. Like, they're doing demon, you know? Like, right. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think Joss Whedon does such a good job to make it not seem such, like, a... Because I know, like, the either it was, like, the Lie to Me episode or the Halloween one, how it was, like, like pretty on the nose about the, like, theme that it was trying to express, where it's this is, like... It's more, like, they don't really go into, like, the yeah. gritty details of Giles' yeah. past. They're just, like, no, he fell in with a bad crowd. He did something he regretted. Somebody died. And he decided to get back on the path. Or and it's also a demon. And the demon's like I said, like, it's like the demon doesn't quite play with the metaphor as much. It's yeah. not like drug addiction and then Jenny Callender gets drug addiction. It's like, no, that doesn't really map. That's just a demon. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like yeah. that it's just a demon. Isn't this the plot of, not the same plot, like Watered 13 Down. 13 going like, on 30? No, no, no. But like, isn't that what Pretty Little Liars is supposed to be? That it's like, oh yeah. girls like, didn't they like kill someone or they like witness something? Yeah. And then the whole thing is like someone is like coming back and like ruining their lives mm-hmm. and they have to figure out like yeah. who it is. But yeah. like obviously I've never I know you watched. did last adolescence. Oh yeah, that's I, oh, yeah, that's what I know you did last <laughs> summer. That's what that is. Right? Yeah. 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 And then what was that movie With you Sarah were Michelle Geller? <laughs> and uh, yeah. And Dustin Hoffman. There's also that Carrie Fisher movie where like the sorority and they like oh yeah they pretend like they prank the girl and then they like what was that called? Killer and then she comes Rush? back yeah and then they remade it and Carrie Fisher was in it again yeah she was wasn't the, she in the original well I think in the sorority row or something oh no, my gosh oh with oh, and yeah. Rumor Willis is in the yeah movie. everyone's screaming on Twitter right now it's Rumor Willis <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you overestimate the, the number of people that like listen to this. Uh, Joe, Joe is probably no. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Joe. We're very appreciative for all our supporters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to Holland. Um, Burn that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but have you guys had like a, a like a, a phase of your life where you've been like very uncharacteristic for any right specific now. reason? Me right and, now, me in my life, yeah, living in LA. No, um. I mean that's um, not a that wouldn't be an incorrect answer. I don't know because I think like. I never had, like, my parents were never strict, so I never had one of those crazy, like, I'm in college, I'm going to rebel against everything that might, like, because I I had a really, like, liberal upbringing. I would get really stressed out with school stuff, but I never, like, I don't know. I don't know if I ever had just, like, a crazy, like, meltdown. So I'm due for one. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready for that. I think maybe that's, yeah, because I was the older, like, like, I think some people who have crazy siblings, if you're not the crazy one, you're always going to be the, like, straight and narrow, like, the good kid. Right. Yeah. Not that, like, my my sister was, like, bad or anything like that, but, I mean, she was. But, you know, but it's either, neither here nor there, but it's, like, it almost, like, in some ways that forces you to just stay good. And then right. And you never, you're just like, well, I did my thing and mm-hmm. moved on, you know, or whatever. So, I, I mean... I mean, I think there was a point where I was dyeing my hair and painting my nails black, sure, but, you know, we all... You <laughs> we know. all did that. Everyone yeah, was huge, that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hot Topic became a big thing when we were growing yeah. up, so... I mean, I've, 
dyed my hair since I was like 11. And I just never thought that was like. Right, so it's not uncharacteristic. Yeah, it's yeah. not You've a sign of rebellion. Yeah. No, and just, I don't know. Like, I think there there have been times or, like, nights when I've gone out or, like, weekends where I've just, like, gone away and, like, done something. But it's never been, like, it's never been anything crazy. Like, there's times that, like, I've probably gone, like, a little further than I would normally go. But I've, mm-hmm. just, I've never, never done killed anything. anybody. No. <laughs> this is true. You're still young. Uh, <laughs> there's still time to kill somebody. I mean, there is time to kill someone. Uh, <laughs> it got dark. Um, when I was growing up uh, in Durham, New Hampshire, I was part of a band called the Mosh Potatoes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I feel like my last year of high school, I was like freaking out a lot. Hmm. Like I was, I had like super severe depression, and I was like panicking like a lot. And I think that I, that was probably my most uncharacteristic. But that was, was less this? like reactionary. It was more like internal chemical was this like did you was it after you had become accepted to college or was this before and you were just sort of like when i got accepted and you're just like i like my whole life is gonna change yeah that's what it was i didn't want to leave like i got accepted to to ucsb and everyone was like excited like oh party school beach school and i was like i don't want to go maybe i should just like not go to college like maybe i should just stay home and i was freaking out yeah (laughs) so i think that was that or at least just like i feel like a lot of our friends our generation were so like school is the only option like there's yeah. like the idea of like not going to college sounds crazy to me but that's just my privilege but like yeah well I mean, it's weird <laughs> like, because now i even i know people you're supposed that, to check that at the door Stephen. <laughs> i know people that like left school um for like various reasons because of like big things that happened in their lives and it like it's one of those things where it totally makes sense and i totally respect their decision um, but it's just so weird because we were all like at that same point in high school. Mm-hmm. We were all really good friends and we were all just like on the same track. But like because of stuff that happens, like sometimes you do drop out of school and sometimes like your life does completely change. Yeah. Yeah. But just like I just, I, it's, it's hard because like I couldn't imagine doing that. But all the people that I know that have done that, I'm like, oh, that's completely understandable that they did that. So I'm, it's just crazy to think about. Oh, I guess I dropped out of grad school, but that's actually kind of cool. So, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so, I guess. I like college sure. grad, grad school dropout. So, no, but that worked out fine. It, I didn't count it as like a dark age. It was more of like, oh, I know what I want to do now. It was, a, so, it was not a dark age. Yeah, it was a positive experience, I guess. In the the demons of your past weren't coming back to haunt you and then melt into the floor no. and then touch people who are unconscious. God, they should have <laughs> read that book quicker, right? Like, they should have been on top of that. Uh, huge shout out to the Scoobies for, for covering in Giles' vacuum in, in, in his absence. Yeah. They oh stepped up God. their game. He just I mean, Cordelia. into oblivion. I know. He, he, that's one of those like TV convention things that sometimes as an audience member, it's like you have to put your audience through that. But it's so frustrating because you're like, Giles is being such a hypocrite. Yeah. But it's just sort of a TV convention where a character has to like kind of. In order for the plot to move forward, like he can't give up the information so easily, mm-hmm. yeah. and so then you create all that turmoil. And then I don't know, watching it again, I it just felt more appropriate. Like I think, uh, and then watching the ho- yeah the Halloween episode, and you realize like, oh wow, he's so embarrassed by his past. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. Okay, never mind. This it's part TV and convention. Part I think it it makes sense enough for the character mm-hmm. that you. You're not so frustrated that you would want to like turn right. it off or anything. You're just like, no, he's so embarrassed by his past. Yeah, he's so like, and I think maybe also like again jumping ahead to the end, like you realize like Jenny's trauma. Like even though part of me is like, no, but Jenny's such a badass. Why is she so traumatized? But it's like, I think that all balances out, and you're like, oh wow, like wait, he brought a demon to life, and then like it killed people. Like yeah, 
oh, that is kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Oh, can we swear? I don't actually. I don't know if anybody's ever sworn no, in this podcast. Oh, no, I <laughs> I curse all the time. Surprise, surprise. Um, I don't know why our podcast has an explicit rating. So yeah, you can curse. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This stuff's pretty dark. I don't know if kids should be watching it anyway. But I, I watched it. I mean, everyone I watched it as fine. a kid, so I turned out fine. <laughs> we had this conversation last time. We turned out good enough to host a podcast about Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our silver lining. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, that, I, like, that idea, like, the history, also the fear of, of dealing with something so big, um, I, you can kind of see, like, when he, like, looks in the, after washing his face, in that beautiful sink. No, so God, what saying, a gorgeous like sink. apartment is, like, beautiful. Yeah. Like, that's what I would want my apartment to look like. Really quickly, uh, you and I can, can, can mind meld on this, Steven. The B-roll that they show right outside of Ethan's shop State Street, Santa Barbara. Oh, I, that's what I was thinking about, because, uh, Omar and I went to UC Santa Barbara together, um, I feel like maybe a we long... should get paid every time we mention yeah, 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 that on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> they should be donating to us. Not, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I feel like because you, I mean, just more backstory about Buffy for me. Omar and um, our friend Rachel Hine were like the first people to really like future guest Rachel Hine. Yeah, future uh, guest. I need to discuss all her episodes. <laughs> Editor in chief of Nerdist.com. Yep, we uh, love Rachel. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. She's great. Um, but Omar and, and Rachel were the uh, people that kind of like really encouraged me to start watching Buffy, like especially right when I first moved, moved to LA. Um, and uh, since Rachel, Rachel also went to UCSB, it just was like, it just seemed to be that cool fact that you guys knew that like, oh yeah, like Sunnydale is Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some, you were talking about this with somebody and somebody was like, no, like they always say going down. And like they even say it in an episode in season two, like, uh, when it's uh, Ford, I think mm-hmm. he's like going down to Sunnydale, but like, like you're saying the shots and like the architecture, like everyone lives in these like faux, yeah, it's like, for sure State m- Street, Spanish style like buildings. Yeah, and stuff. it's like this is clearly Santa Barbara. Like the shot they use, it's old, but like now I think it's like an Aaron Brothers. <laughs> it's like across from like the King's Head it's, or it's, the King's Crossing or whatever that is. Yeah, it's not like, the King's Head. That's from World's End. Sorry, it's a it's like fictitious sh- bar. It's a Shutterstock, just like you know, oh, like right, yeah. Getty Images. Well, that's a little too expensive. Someone just put up their Canon ZR90 and just like recorded some footage and sold it. I should have gotten to that game, stock footage game. <laughs> I see the hand getting close to the bell, so let's just rush through some of our favorite parts of the episode. I know that you have a favorite one that's to do with Willow. Oh. Uh, uh, I was like, can I even do that on the podcast? Or do it. I? Bust yeah. it out. All right. All right. Well. Or you know what? Actually, let's save it for the executive producer, Joss Whedon. Okay. You yeah. can do but it But you now can say what moment it is. Okay. It's true. We could. Well. Um, this is so verite. <laughs> I mean, I immediately gravitated towards Willow when I first started watching the show. I was like, she's my favorite character. I relate to her the most. And I just love in this episode where it's just funny because Cordelia is like, actually, like, again, I've been, I've been listening to the podcast too. And it's like tracing like cordelia becoming part of the gang Mm -hmm. and like that tension between having her like want to help versus not help versus them willing to accept her help and vice versa and then they're just fighting her and xander cordelia and xander and then willow's just like i've had enough and it's just (laughs) like this strange like voice comes out of her and you're just like whoa like there's like she's (laughs) possessed she's got this power inside of her that like i almost feel like again not knowing too many spoilers about what happens throughout the show i mean i kind of generally know some Mm -hmm. stuff but like it's like she's a strong person and it's yeah. just waiting to be unleashed. That's great. Her. That's a great I, way I to really put it. like that. That moment is just so funny, but also like a new dynamic to her mm-hmm. character that I thought was cool. Stay tuned for the soundbite remix that we'll have for the executive producer <laughs> Joss Whedon segment. 
What about you, Holland? What are your favorite bits of this episode? The one thing that I just think is really funny is that when Jenny is possessed by a demon, like the stunt double that they have play her is clearly like a dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I'm so just like, it's, Jenny as a demon is clearly just like a dude. Mm-hmm. This is a demon. Like, <laughs> like demon transformation, yeah, bulking your shoulders. I don't and... understand why that like had to happen. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird... I understand you need like a stunt double. 90s like a... budgets, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of strange. Thing. It's just very distracting. <laughs> the whole part where like she's kissing Giles is creepy because it's the demon. And I wonder, is that playing off any weird kind of dated fears and stuff? But it's almost just like, it's just the moment just plays on its own. It's like the music video Hot for Teacher when it turns out the teacher was a demon the whole time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love Ethan Rain. And I know that we talked a lot about him in the Halloween episode. But Mm -hmm. he's just such a great character for me because he's this weird antithesis of both Buffy and Giles. Like the the middle Venn diagram bit of Buffy and Giles is what Ethan's the opposite of. Where he just oh. only looks out for himself. He doesn't, like, he's spits in the face of, like, public service. He's this weird, I hesitate to say, like, nihilistic or, like, Nietzschean character. But he's, like, in that realm. He's, like, in that playground. And still charming for some reason. And that's what it yeah. is. It's just, yeah. like, so fun to watch because he just owns up to it. I think it's what it is, the honesty of him. Yeah. I respect his honesty. And I love, even to the, and this is how selfish and self-centered he is. Like, he gets the bottle and Buffy starts to, like, you know, get scared. And he goes, like... Oh no, that's not for you. Like even him being like, he even nice plays guy. that off as being yeah. like nice. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> like uh, he's so selfish. Oh, and so self indulgent, and it's just so fun to watch him play. Um, oh, but actually, wait. My favorite part of the episode is the the Jenny and Giles dialogue, like in the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. the like back and forth. Is it the oh, football? The yeah, oh, where, where the, it's yeah. like, I, I give good squirm, or like, I hope I give good squirm, or whatever that line is. Mm-hmm. Like, the banter between them is just so cute. Yeah. But it's also one of those, like, foreshadowing things where you're like, oh my god, this is so cute. Oh no, it what's going good. to it's happen? It's a Joss story. Another part that I really like is, well, I, in the sense that it's funny to watch, worst day for that corner. <laughs> He's not even probably the corner. He's probably the intern. who's just like yeah. checking it. And what it's he's doing is he's opening it just yeah. to be like, is the body in there? The body's in there. Is the body in there? The body's in there. Is the, bo- the body's not in there. <laughs> oh, this is the worst day ever. <laughs> oh, that uh, that reminded me. Uh, Holland's comment reminded me. Um, just the sort of 90s humor of Buffy sometimes that sticks mm-hmm. out. And like one of them is when they're all kind of like making fun of uh, Miss Calendar and Giles like uh, adults kissing gross mm-hmm. yeah so it's just like so 90s yeah. but like but it's so charming and like it works that you're just like oh, i love all these mm-hmm. like i love the whole gang like they're yeah. great you know yeah <sighs> they're so wonderful and that is our bell uh, that's a nice little sentiment to end on <laughs> um but we are not completely out today we actually have one more segment called an extracurricular activity what this means is we're going to make something up on the spot it could be anything a local commercial a jingle uh, stuff that doesn't have to do with local commercials. Uh, <laughs> it'll be inspired by this episode, and, and Holland will uh, tell us what we're going to do this week. So, Holland, what are we doing right now? Okay, so every time we go to pick an extracurricular activity, I always, like, panic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I should just ask for suggestions. So I tweeted, like, a few hours ago. Oh, and I was so like, what should smart. we do? And Dale responded, and Dale was like, you should give each other curse tattoos. Oh. Um, so I don't know if she was like suggesting like in real life that we just like <laughs> India ink and just like give each other like BFF curse tattoos, um, but we're not gonna do that. 
um, in Thank real you. life. Thank you. But we can do... <laughs> like a pen or something? Yeah, by the way, that tattoo, I, I, it just looks like... It looks like a snake eating a sword. Cool. It's kind of cool. I mean, I'm curious to like look it up now yeah. and see like it in more detail. But I feel like you never got a good shot of it. Yeah. But anyway, but should we come up with then our like secret magic yeah, gang tattoo? Are, yeah. Oh, okay. And then maybe even after this is after we're done recording, we can draw it on our arms and just take it for Instagram <laughs> or something. <laughs> Thank you for that suggestion, Dale. Uh, and. <laughs> Of course, you choose like a thing that's like crazy and will go on our skin when you're not a guest. <laughs> uh, we will remember you <laughs> these tattoos. Um, Dale, of course, was a guest earlier in the podcast. Um, okay, all right. So I'm thinking between us, mm-hmm. there would I feel like either an X or a UFO, right? From your guys' X Files love, and I also the thing is I I also love X Files, but I Do don't you? hold a candle to you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just I'm saying that, but Do you I really love X Files. Yeah, there's like a guy who smokes, right? Is that the show? <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy who smokes. Yeah, I want to. I want to consider believing. I think it's a catchphrase. <laughs> Something about a tiny doctor. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Mulder's the skeptic. He's the sexy one. <laughs> Scully's like the slovenly like believer. <laughs> All accurate text. <laughs> Um, Mulder is his sister. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the twist. other day, I was catching up. This is so un- not related, but I was listening to the X-Files files and I'm like really behind. I was telling you I'm like a year behind. And it was when they're in the message boards and like someone brought up, they're like, what if Scully is Mulder's sister? Yeah. And like I had never like made that connection or like had that theory because I kind of like knew enough about the show that like I knew that wasn't true. Yeah, there would never be a possibility. But I wonder if I watched the show live that like I would have made that connection and it blew my mm. mind because I was like I ship them so much and like like that would have just like that just fucks with my head because it was just because it makes sense because like obviously that like metaphor is there and that's why they made the characters like the way they are. Right. Um, so it makes sense that he would like think of her that way, but then it just goes in a different direction. But just like, <laughs> well, that's why like I have this weird thought in the back of my head. Like, do Giles and Buffy ever hook up? I mean, like no. I don't know if you need to not spoil that or spoil it, but like that just was like because the, their moment at the end was so nice and tender. But then like, could somebody think, you know, They're like watching the show live, would they think that's a possibility? I don't know, you know. Yeah, weirdos. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't generally know or not, mm-hmm. so if you, well, we choose, if you choose to spoil it for me, I don't mind, but... Weird hookups. We won't say. Uh, <laughs> back to the tattoo. <laughs> uh, so, so we're going to come up with tattoos. But also the thing, the worst thing you can think would happen will later happen in Angel, so you're not completely off kilter. But, okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like, are we going to go with an X or a UFO, right? I feel like... An X is more... Um, something friendly to it should be three things that we all that the three of us have in common oh, okay 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 so this. here we go we'll have this is some foley going on actually holland's not drawing anything right now we have to do this in post we have to match up all the noises <laughs> okay so we got an x should the x's be stakes because it's oh. buffy right little stakes those are arrows <laughs> but <laughs> we should have periscope this great okay it also kind of looks um, like the pencils Omar, how much do you like the matrix uh, are you guys both huge Matrix fans? Oh, yeah. yeah, the problem is Steve what? and I have Colin, yeah. Colin and I are like the same person. We literally have like all the same things that we're obsessed with. So like, you're going to have to work with us. But you're, you were down with Jurassic World. Eh, 
in a yeah, or Jurassic Park. You definitely really like Jurassic Park. I'm like, and, Omar, I feel like you and I might be closer well, when to I, Jurassic when Park. When I met buddies, Omar, JP he Rose. was the biggest Jurassic Park fan that I had met that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I just met like nobody else. Like mm-hmm. I thought I liked it this much, and then it's like, oh yeah, other people like it that much. I more, feel the same know? way about you. Oh. We still haven't been three things. Are you uh, driving we, T-Rex in the background? I'm trying to. Uh, we're young people who live in But LA. what if he had like a UFO head because that's what this looks like? <laughs> okay, it's like a, I'm not totally against that. We have like a Dodgers symbol. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I, I guess, guess film. That's really the thing. Film, like, right? Like, so a, like, some... a, like a 35 millimeter like like between the X's or something? Uh, yeah, should we should we have like a... Like a uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Should, should there be maybe um, a, like a, a lens ring? Uh, oh, like a camera lens, a yeah. camera lens, right? Like in the back there, yeah. Right. So maybe uh, this is just turning into art. <laughs> is it like a is it like a Final Cut Pro symbol? Because we're all three post production people. Yeah, at one point but or like another? maybe like <laughs> we're not proud of that. Maybe point. like avid. <laughs> like yeah. I, uh, I love Final Cut Pro, and that's the first thing I <laughs> learned to edit in. But like Final Cut X kind of ruined everything. Yes. Oh no, so I like, never move out of seven. So like, avid. Um, <laughs> I loved you tweeted a, Ali, uh, Aisha Tyler. Oh yeah, I retweeted yeah. her. This is such a so nerdy this is the nerdiest extra kick activity I've ever done. Look, see, look, it's an eye, but it's also Premier a UFO. Premiere in the house, what, what? Okay. I use Premiere all the time. I feel like I only really use Premiere. Because that's what Whoa. they use at Rocket Jump. This Even picture is a, it's a dinosaur, but it also kind of looks like a UFO. Yeah. It's kind of an X-Men symbol. And then there's, yeah, like, Is this a tattoo that we're going with? film. Uh, I don't know. This, this is, is a cool tattoo. I don't know. I might actually get tattoo. this. It kind of looks like the, like the dinosaur UFO head has wheels. <laughs> yeah. And we all love wheels. We all love Professor <laughs> Simple X. machines. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's... Can we do one thing that's outside of media that's like maybe like a food or a drink that we like? Wine? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. How do you feel about martinis? Oh, wait. Gin? Yeah. Oh, gin. 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 <laughs> oh, but it's clear. How does that... <laughs> uh, let's just have... I mean, gin is the collective, so it let's just, just have it holding... Let's have the T-Rex olive. holding... It will... This kind of looks like an olive. Okay. Perfect. So we I did mean, it. But... I mean, that's not gin. That's more of an Well, you have the, you know, you, you have a gin. dirty gin. You could draw a gin blossom. <laughs> and then we could get Which retweeted like by gin blossom. Thing. I don't yeah. think gin blossoms are a real thing. It's the band is. They follow me on Twitter now. I know. That's it's why the I brought them up. No. That's why there I it is. Gin so now we've got a little gin blossom there. That's what gin blossoms look like. Sorry, this is the least um, audible audio based. <laughs> I won't be happy to tell Everclear follows me on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god, I've been listening to so much Everclear recently. And oh, Holland, see, we're like. And that glass is filled with Everclear. Great. Um, that's it. That's our tattoo. Is it the most aesthetically pleasing <laughs> tattoo we've ever seen? Yes. Are you going <laughs> to put this in the show notes? or? Yeah, I guess we'll just have to. Um, so check us out we'll on Instagram. Instagram. Look for Sunnydale Study Group. You'll see the drawing of our tattoo. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just to give you a description, it's two stakes <laughs> with a lens behind it uh, and a UFO T-Rex head <laughs> that all comes together in a plant bucket that's also holding what seems to be a glass of gin with a gin blossom in it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Dear God, <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> what have we done? What is done? the curse? <laughs> we were so wrong. <laughs> See, if Chris is here, then you have the Hobbit, and, like Lord of the Rings, and, and stuff. And you know what the thing. curse is? Like, what's gonna happen? Oh God! Because of this tattoo. Um, nothing. I think this is great. You're just gonna get gin. <laughs> you just get more gin. 
And that is our final bell. Uh, I don't know what to think of our tattoo, to be completely honest, but I love it. I mean, it's going to be commitment, but I think it's really going to be worth it. Yeah, it's going to take probably like two days in the chair, but uh, I'm pretty proud of it. We'll um, Twitch stream it. Periscope, excuse me. Yeah, it would have to do with gaming. We could be playing Smash and getting a tattoo to get put on Twitch. Um, thank you so much for joining us of our discussion of episode eight of uh, season two, The Dark Age. By, by now, you should probably know that we, we talk less about the trivia about the episode and more about just our lives through the filter of Buffy. There's, there's other well, we, Buffy we, podcasts. <laughs> if you don't we like this, themes, you know? feel free to check out one of the other incredible um, Buffy and Sunnydale podcasts that are out there right now. No, this is the best one. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. The entire community, just really quickly, just want to, I know we've mentioned it once or twice before, but like the Buffy podcast community is insanely supportive. Well, it's a great so show. Nice. Like, right out of the gate, season two, like, strong. Like, mm-hmm. season two is so good. I mean, season one was good, but, like, season two, like, every episode is, like, watchable, enjoyable. You mm-hmm. can see Joss Whedon's talent. You, everyone's really good actors. Yeah. Like, 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 X-Files, like, not to compare it again, but, like, it's very hit or miss other than the main cast. Mm-hmm. But, like, everybody on Buffy, like, the whole gang, like, really gels. Yeah. So much chemistry. I mean, even bringing it out to movies, Jurassic Park, the T-Rex at the time was a diva and would just shake in the water. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think that was more of a health issue, though. I don't know if I want to hold it against the T-Rex. Um, Steven, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Uh, thank you. And I actually want to say I brought you guys a gift. What? Um, what did you bring? Sorry, Chris. You have to wait until you get back. But so I'm a big trading card guy. Oh, I see them. And I got what is I got this? them both <gasps> and Chris. What? Two starter decks from the Buffy Holy the Vampire crap. Slayer CCG uh, <laughs> the Pergamum Prophecy. Uh, we'll have to take a picture of them with it. Yeah. yeah. Can you hear this? And we should do like a we should do a video, like an unboxing. Oh my god. Yeah, do not, I mean, I'm all about unboxings. This is wonderful. Just wanted to Owens thank you for having me on. So. This is great. By the way, is the anointed one really named Colin? Like, I feel like they just call him the anointed one. I thought his name was Owen. Am I wrong? Owen, I think... Anyway, no, the, Owen's the guy that you hate. Oh, yeah, Owen. yeah, that's why I, I, just, I associate everyone that I hate on with On the box, one. it keeps referring to Colin. I'm like, who's Colin? And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's the anointed one. Uh, this is actually Colin Mockery's first role. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Stephen, where can they find you? Where can they find your work? Where can they find your stuff? Um, they can find... Just... You're like hunting through like a box of like professional yeah, yeah. things. Oh, here we go. Um, so you can find me on Twitter, at Stephen Ray Morris. And right now, I'm entering a contest through Nerdist and a publishing platform called Inkshares to have my next book published called Soft Robotics. It's a sci-fi novel about a woman who has robot hands who wants to be a folk singer. And so if you go to inkshares.com slash projects slash soft dash robotics, um, you can go pre-order the book. And if I get the most pre-orders, then my book gets published, which is pretty awesome. Um, And then if you can't pre-order, obviously, I totally understand. Um, though I appreciate an RT or a share, all that good stuff. Um, Again, thank you guys for having me on. Of course, of (laughs) course. Yeah, by the way, Steven, you should just do audiobooks. You have, like, a perfect voice for audiobooks. <laughs> and the dinosaur. You have a face for audio. <laughs> oh, thanks, That's a callback to a future session. Oh, wow, yeah. With Jason, it's yeah. It's a callback to a future session. That's crazy. That comes out after this. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, Holland, where can, they, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, Facebook Holland Farkas, uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash user slash telltalehearts, XO. 
I feel like I'm not doing anything super exciting right now. Uh, yeah, you are. You're but... growing up. You're learning life lessons. <laughs> You're having your past come back to haunt you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Omar. You can also find me at youtube.com slash twobrokegeeks uh, or at, on Twitter at twobrokegeeks. You can always hit up my personal Twitter if you want to talk about, uh, I think at the panel that we did at NerdCon, I said spirit the <laughs> down in the Cimarron. So if you ever want to chat about spirit. It's all you uh, have. <laughs> it's amazing. And, uh, and chat with me and my best friends, Gin Blossoms. Um, you can find me on my personal Twitter, which is just my name. You can also find anything related to Sunnydale City Group at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's at SSG Podcast or Facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group. And if you want to see amazing art inspired by each of the sessions, visit jpsunnydale.tumblr.com. That's actually JP's Tumblr where he's putting all Sunnydale stuff together. Oh. He's building out a world. That's cool. He's so great. He's building out a world. Yes. At one point, we'll just ditch Buffy and just do a podcast based off of JP's art <laughs> and explore the that. Of Sunnydale Study Group. <laughs> We will be back next week for the first of a two-parter with our good friend Jason Inman, uh, Mr. Co-host of DC All Access. That's his full title, <laughs> Mr. Co-host. So please uh, come visit us again next week in the library. We'll be discussing part one uh, of the very exciting two-parter, What's My Line? And everything changes from here on out. Something big happens, and it's uh -oh. really great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Thank you again, Stephen, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate all of your support, all the interaction on the socials. Um, and we are going to go ahead and unbox these right now because we're so excited. So pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you next week. Okay, so Wait, now for the yeah, executive producer, uh, um, we have, I feel like our friendship is now very um, air, horn based? air horn based, right? It's what I'm known for now. And so you, you pulled the sound. Yeah, this is still good. Oh, I thought you stopped it. Uh, I was about to. <laughs> so you pulled the sound from the episode and you turned it into an air horn. Yes, because again, Willow's my favorite. So I was like, her scream or her yelling is so different. I was just like, I have to. Make it fly. I'm gonna tell you what, let's do a really quick round of that. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull the audio and make it available on our Facebook for download. Uh, and we'll tweet it out uh, a, a version of that that will be, you can use it for your ringtone. Oh, perfect. Let's make it, let's make That would be a really obnoxious ringtone. <laughs> Also, can I mention that you texted me about the podcast while I was in the middle of the great moments with Mr. Lincoln? Oh, no. And all you hear is like the Dr. Horrible thing. Wait, what? And I couldn't figure out because that's my text tone. And I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> so you're just interrupting Mr. Lincoln, what? Uh, uh, arguably monsters. our finest president. We're monsters. As he was doing one of his speeches. You're horrible. There it is. We'll make it available as a ringtone. <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent.